Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I am your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoccio, and with me, as always, is my good old friend Sam Grezis. No joke this week. It's just Sam Grezis. Yes, yes, just Sam Grezis. Original variety, Sam Grezis. Just, just like, just like old, just like old times. The Sam Grezis you grew up with. The Sam Grezis that before they started branching out into weird flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The we, we we heard back from the focus groups and the uh Baja Berry Blast was really, really not a hit with the twenty five to thirty two demo. So uh we're we're reintroducing the original flavor. Yeah. New Sam just didn't work out. Crystal no. Sam didn't work out either. No, no, no. But we are we are um we are kind of focus testing a a new a new variety uh called uh Sam reserve uh and that's just that's just me except i've been sealed in a barrel without any air for uh three weeks so uh have fun with that one when that one comes out we're we're real we're all really excited about that one over here at, at, at hq the aroma is very strong it is it is very noticeable mm-hmm. and i think you're gonna like it mm-hmm. so so keep an eye out for that keep an eye out for that we'll definitely be sure to announce that on on the show. So there was, I guess, some news this week. Yeah, yeah, we got it's some not, news. It's not all good, I would say. But nope. there was at least news. I think we should probably start with the obvious one that everyone is talking about right now at this moment. And that is that Christian Hackenberg was traded to the Raiders for a conditional seventh round pick. Yep. I, I as soon as that happened, I remembered two years ago seeing uh, John Gruden sit down with Christian Hackenberg and is like he did it like a film room segment with him, and just the whole time he really was just busting a nut, like mm-hmm. the entire time. So I was like completely not surprised that John Gruden was like, "No, I like this kid. Let's let's see if he's any good." Spoiler alert: He isn't though. He isn't, though. Christian Hackenberg was drafted in the second round, which yep. to me is still baffling. He had an okay career at Penn State, but he was never, never any kind of good. No, yeah. He was no. never a prospect that was worth anything. Yeah, he was like an, uh, he was an okay Big Ten quarterback, which those are honestly, having been a fan of a Big Ten team for, you know, a decade, they really are a dime a dozen, you know, you you can find these journeyman quarterbacks everywhere. Oh, Christian Hackenberg. Can you believe he has not thrown a single pass in the NFL? As a second round pick, like it's one of those things where if you hear if you hear, oh, um, Christian Hackenberg never threw a pass in the NFL, you'd be like, All right, you know, that makes sense. Christian Hackenberg sucks and probably didn't deserve to be in the NFL. And then you remember, wait, he was a second round pick and he played for a team that never had a quarterback in front of him mm-hmm. that was worth anything and he still never saw the field so how bad must christian hackenberg be that he never even stole a snap from bryce petty yeah that that's my thing is i'm i'm wondering either so either christian hackenberg is really really bad or the jets coaching staff is really really bad in that i don't know they just really want to trust bryce petty over christian hackenberg the the, the question here right is is depending on how this plays out, the Raiders are just kind of taking a flyer on. I don't think anyone's mad. Like, I don't think any Raiders fans are like, why are you doing this? It's a conditional seventh rounder. Oh, why are you giving I mean, they it gave up? up. They, they gave up peanuts for him. Like, conditional yeah. seventh rounder. Nobody's going to, no one great's going to be picked to, picked with that conditional seventh rounder. No one's going to be like, oh, wow. You know that pick the Jets got for Christian Hackenberg? The Raiders could have had a uh, future Hall of Famer, yeah, Bud Juicy, Bud. I don't know, Bud Juicy. Yes, future Bud, Hall of Famer, Bud, Bud Juicy. Juicy. Yes, he's a linebacker out of. Of course, uh, he's a linebacker. State. Yep. You watch out, Bud Juicy's going to be a big deal next year. He's mm-hmm. going to set this league on fire. He's basically going to be Mister Irrelevant, and he's just going to annihilate. And everyone's going to be criticizing the Raiders and John Gruden for getting. Christian Hackenberg for what could have been Bud, Bud Juicy. Bud Juicy. Hot fantasy tips, guys, if you if you got a keeper league, seriously. 
pick Bud no Juicy. One's gonna, no one's going to take him. I mean, no one's going to take gonna him. Everyone's going to be like, why? Why would you take him? And if you do daily fantasy, like there's mm-hmm. like there's your avenue to win all the money. It's, yep, it's Bud Juicy. Yep, Bud Juicy. The only linebacker. He's going to put up all the points, even yes, even though a he's a linebacker. Player. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just thinking now that the only way, like, this can only break bad for the Jets, right? Uh, if if they give Christian Hackenberg a couple snaps and it's like, oh, he's actually, like, not that bad. It's It really is an indictment. Like, how do you think a Jets fan would feel? See, Christian Hackenberg, I mean, not maybe not even play particularly well, but, like, start a game and then lose a close game, Right. And or like, just not be um, an atrocity. Right, exactly, exactly. Imagine being a Jets fan and seeing Christian Hackenberg, this guy who was stashed on the bench for two years while you've seen the team trot out a whole bunch of really sucky quarterbacks and see him be mediocre, right? And think we could have had that mediocrity instead of the what The funniest thing us. that I think could happen would be Christian Hackenberg goes on to become okay and mm-hmm. Sam Darnold sucks. I yep, yep. Well, uh based on OTAs, reports out of the OTAs, Sam Darnold isn't looking that hot, which yeah. which hey, which I Which is very surprising saying. because everybody looks good in OTAs. That's, Don't you remember OTAs is, <laughs> yeah, is, OTAs is type real. stuff. It's like everybody looks great. Oh, he's going to set the league on fire this uh-huh. season. Oh, like the, he looks spry. He's catching all these passes. He's making all these moves. Like that's what OTAs are for. They're yeah. not to be negative. They're there to be excessively positive and hype you up. They're pro. Uh, I mean, they're the equivalent of oof. pro days or, or like the combine or whatever, you know, they're they're They are show off. It's why so they're if, optional. If Sam Darnold is playing badly. That means he's playing Christian Hackenberg levels of badly. Yeah. 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 Yo, speaking of OTAs, um, I, I saw this. I was just like scrolling through um, NFL, like our NFL today. And I, I there was this little little thing that I saw that actually made me like the Patriots, which I know, I know. But I, I didn't know this, that up until this year, because now it's been disallowed, uh, Bill Belichick would have people who showed up for OTAs not wear numbers so that it would like presumably improve communication uh between the team people would like everyone know each other's names um and and kind of trust each other a little bit more and then the nfl disallowed that this year so every like new patriot they they uh (laughs) uh belichick gave them all random temporary numbers just for otas so that they get I, I do respect Belichick's ability to just tell people he disagrees with fuck off. Yeah, yep. Just flip a middle <laughs> finger to like dumb policies. Just uh-huh. like this is a stupid policy and I'm not really going to give it my worthwhile respect. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. OTAs. Who cares? It's terrible. Like why who, who cares? Is that oh he's not wearing over on voluntary workouts? Yeah, the thing he didn't have to be there for. Oh, oh, this is bad. He's a bad person. He's he's there's a locker room cancer right there. This mm-hmm. is just some sickening shit. Mm-hmm. Draft Bud Juicy. Draft Bud Juicy, dude. Everyone, don't draft let Bud, Bud Juicy. Juicy become a patriot. No, please don't. Uh, you know he will be though. That's that's the last thing we need is Bud Juicy as a Patriot. Another friggin' late round pick from the Patriots transforming into the future of the franchise. Please no. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere fun. Go to the Falcons. The Falcons could use Bud Juicy. Yeah. A lot of teams could probably use Bud Juicy. That's true. That's true. Not the Patriots. Yeah. You know what team is very sad today? What? The San Diego, whoops, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, that's going to that's gonna take some getting used to. The we Los had Angeles our very thing. first um, ACL injury this year. We had, we had our first casualty, our first meaningful casualty, and that is Chargers up-and-coming tight end star Hunter Henry. He, he had a great Hunter season Hunter has year. become the hunted. Yes. Yes. There was a there's a second opinion apparently that was supposed to come out today, but it's I mean it's torn. He's gonna be he's gonna be out 
the whole year. Yeah, Sucks. my my second opinion is that your knee is fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fucked, and and sorry, L.A. Chargers. Antonio Gates is still playing, right? You guys, you still got yeah, him. Remember I guess when you released him, <laughs> and now you're gonna have to go crawling back, and Antonio to- Gates is gonna be like, hmm why should i come back I, uh-huh. I don't know like this is this weird situation like antonio gates isn't gonna get a good contract with anyone else the fact that nobody else has picked him up yet is kind of indicative that he's old and kind of washed up mm-hmm. so it, it honestly i feel like he should just come back to the chargers for a single year play his final season in los angeles yeah and okay. just just finish it a charger yeah yeah, I mean, I that that it would be weird for me to see Antonio Gates ever wearing another jersey, just because he was always yeah. like he's one of the players that's like every single he year. He's an and, iconic Los Angelino. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yes, there you go, uh, buddy. I, I can't for the Chargers, man. I I I know. I want to talk about the Chargers. I'm just so angry. I'm just so angry, and I don't like. I don't want to talk about this because this is not the, but I need to fucking, they decided on the anthem shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Might, well, I, this I, was going like, to be a big part. So we might I as know, well get mad now. And I know, I know you're like doing this because you want to save it, but like it is on my mind and I'm so angry. I just want to like get it out of the way so we can talk about fun stuff. Ideally. <sighs> what is fun? Does fun exist anymore? No. I I thought two thousand like fun died in like two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Long live fun. Yep. Yep. SpongeBob tried to tried to tell us about it and we didn't listen. So in case you didn't hear until you're listening to us, which yeah. um wow, you live in a box. Uh <laughs> Well well they they only confirmed it the day we're recording, right? The Goodell had the statement today. Yeah, but by the time this Good. goes live, everyone's gonna know. That's true. That's true. Yes, thank you, Friday listeners, mm-hmm. or Thursday night listeners, for all you weirdos who listen to it when I put it up at like eight o'clock yeah. Pacific Standard Time. Nobody's listening to my podcast. Then no one, <laughs> no one is. But yeah, the NFL has decided to do something about the anthem protests, and they did probably the dumb, the dumbest thing. Well, to to their credit, they didn't do the they didn't do the fucking oh, yeah, fifteen I guess they didn't yard do penalty. The worst, the absolute worst thing. Yeah, but what they did isn't really much better. No, it's not. It's it's pathetic. It's it's a non thing. They basically are saying, all right, so if you're gonna protest the anthem, stay in the locker room. You're welcome to stay in the locker room, not come out for the anthem. Mm-hmm. If you do go out and um, protest the anthem you'll be fined yep it's fucking it's really terrible. fucked up it is really fucked it's up so bad i'm it, it's it doesn't do anything really no it, no it's it, it doesn't accomplish shit because all the all the players who are already protesting do you think this is gonna make them like you know suddenly want to stand for the anthem no like this no. is just gonna fuel their desire to like resist and this has a potential to get even worse now because the players who can afford to take the fines will probably still go out there and make a statement and it's just going to blow up into bigger news which is the nfl doesn't want the nfl wants this to go away right which is the whole reason they're like saying like stay like stay in your room but that and doesn't. Then, you the, still know who's in the room. I mean, can you imagine? Like that's, the first it's time, it's still the, gonna be a story. They're still gonna make a note, like, oh yeah, these three players didn't come out onto the field for the national anthem because people are gonna be paying attention to that shit because we've been doing that for two years now. Well, so we, it's it's not solving any problems. We're gonna see. It's not changing anyone's mind. We're gonna see an entire team not come out for the anthem. Is what's gonna happen? And I mean, like, out of protest and like. I mean, I you you've if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm like all for it. We are both for right to protest and stuff. But if if the NFL is seeking to mitigate that, like you still know, like the people who are watching Fox News and like, oh, it's anti-American, and then they leave during the during the national anthem to go get a beer and a hot dog. 
you know? Oh, it's yeah. un-American to kneel. Like the 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 whole the whole point is to is to kind of brush this under the rug, and if that's the whole point, you've really done a very bad job. Done you've done a very bad very job. bad job. Credit to like the only good thing I think has ever come out of Jed York's mouth. He was saying that if that's going to be the policy, I'm not going to sell concessions during during the national anthem. Which I'm like, yeah, sure. Close the bathrooms. Apparently, the national accor- like, according fucking... to the 49ers, they abstained from the vote. Did they? So, I, I, I mean, it makes sense that the 49ers would be one of the more progressive teams here because yeah. that's where Kaepernick started. And they mm-hmm. seemed pretty embracing of Kaepernick and Eric Reed and the other sure. players. Like, that's where it started. So, yep. and it is San the Bay Area. So, it, it makes sense that they're okay with it. I was really surprised. I don't know if you saw Woody Johnson of the Jets. He made a statement. No, that no, I didn't. I see was that. I was not expecting to hear out of him. It was basically when players do come out and protest the anthem. The players themselves aren't going to be fined. It's the team, and then the team has the option to find the player about it. Ah, but what? All right, here's I retweeted this from someone else. But basically, what Woody Johnson says is like, I do not like imposing any club specific rules. If somebody on the Jets takes a knee. That will be fine. That fine will be borne by the organization, by me, not the players. I never want to put restrictions on the speech of our players. Do I prefer they stand? Of course. But I understand if they feel the need to protest. There are some big, complicated issues we're all struggling with, and our players are on the front lines. I don't want to come down on them like a ton of bricks, and I won't. There will be no club fines or suspensions of any sort of repercussions. If the team gets fined, that's just something I'll have to deal with. And it, it, like... That this is, is about- coming from a guy that was, like, part of, like, he was named, like, the ambassador to Britain kind of thing for, like, the current administration. So, yeah. like, this is, like, that's a strong statement. Like, Johnson's coming out, like, hey, like, we shouldn't restrict, we shouldn't basically force these players to do this way. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yes. And, like, I'm, I'm all for Woody Johnson right here. Like, yeah. This is, this is some good stuff, Woody. Like, like for someone who has, you know, uh, who probably holds himself like bad opinions on this matter right like not to i mean not to assume Mm -hmm. but like you know like rich owner type like like he says like he prefers that they stand and that sort of thing but the fact that he's being open to other people like his players opinions and he's willing to defend them for their right to protest that Good on you, Woody. Good I will, on you. I will say that the, the interesting thing across this whole, like, for months, right, back before this whole thing started. Yeah. The owners generally, like, I can remember very, very few statements from the owners that were not, maybe not as, like, eloquent and, like, well put as what Woody Johnson said, but... Similarly, like, do I do I want them to stand? Yes. Do I think that they have every single right to speak their minds about these issues that affect them more than they affect me? Absolutely. Is it my place to, to like, find them or suspend them or whatever? Absolutely not. That's insanely fucked. So, I, like, I'm... I struggle with that because maybe it's just like PR or whatever, but like if the owners, I feel like there's definitely going to be some owners that are, are probably going to be exactly this. Yeah. I like, I feel like uh con down in Jacksonville is very much on the player side. I feel like there are uh, Seattle is tends to be on the player side. So I think there's probably a bunch of owners who are like, we, we shouldn't, just be telling them to shut up. And of course there's mm-hmm. other players of Jerry Jones who mm-hmm. are probably the spearhead for this nonsense. Well, it, and... I don't think it's, I, I, I really like this. You, you know, I'm all about like, no, the owners suck and I hate them, whatever. I think this is one of the few things that, that comes straight from Roger Goodell. And I'll tell you why. Roger Goodell's entire thing as commissioner has been making the NFL into an entertainment hashtag brand, right? And he's been insanely successful at doing that. That's yeah, why you, you can hate him for a lot of things, but like he's he's good at that. Yeah. Yes, he he pretty much has turned the NFL 
I mean, not that it wasn't a behemoth before, but it is absolutely ginormous now. I mean, it is, Sunday... It is now a media empire instead of a sport. Yep. Sunday Night Football has been the most watched TV show for seven for years, like years running. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's crazy. So, if you if you start from there, right, and in, in appearances and in, in PR... Like, that's why he, he deals with concussion issues the way that he does in terms of, like, sweeping them under the rug while still having this, this doing, like, this, this image of doing just enough even when you're not doing enough at all, right? So that, so yeah. that people can, so that fans can think you're doing these things in good faith. This is another, this is, well, okay. So first of all, this is only an issue because Roger Goodell thinks it's an issue for the fans. And I mean, it shouldn't matter, even if it is. I, and I really don't think it's, it is. I think, I think that the NFL audience skews a lot younger and more progressive than people give, give credit for. Of course, there are horrible people out there, but you know, whatever. Um, so if you if you have that opinion about your fan base, right? If you think you are hemorrhaging viewers because of anthem protests, even though there's no evidence to to support that, this is a problem you need to at least look like you're trying to solve. Yeah, you know, it, even though it's not even a is, problem, it, it's not a problem. And the funniest part is that like. By doing stuff like this, they're just going to alienate the younger, more progressive crowd. Yeah, they're they're alienating the future of their fans. Haven't been watching the NFL for thirty years and don't have the same kind of loyalty to it. Yes, that your your grandpa has. Mm-hmm. So, like, here's here's what I think. I think the NFL honestly doesn't give a shit about the fans' opinions on the anthem protests. And I don't really think the NFL gives much of a shit about the protests themselves. But the NFL does care about the sponsorship dollars from the military. And because this stupid protest has been co-opted into being about the military, even though it was not about the military, it was explicitly about inequality and, like, police brutality it got co-opted by dumb people who didn't want to have that conversation into being about the military now it is about the military and the military is coming like it's not good for the military so if the nfl is okay with you know supporting all this one of their biggest sponsors the department of defense yeah might have issues with it and they might start to lose some of that sweet sweet dough Mm -hmm. it's it's about the money that's what uh, it is Always ha- again, and this this comes back to what that like that's what Roger Goodell has been very good at as a commissioner, right? Like the league is making money hand over fist, and even though like even though popularity this is to is, appease the military, this is yeah. to appease the quote shareholders, yes, more or less. Yes, this isn't about the fans. This isn't about me thinking that the anthem protests are good or some other dude thinking the anthem protests are bad. This is about appeasing the military, which thinks they're bad mm-hmm. because it makes the military questionable because it's now about the military because of stupid people. Because it was never, but that's the thing. It was never about the military, right? Like, of course it wasn't. That's the like, whole fucking, Kaepernick it's... started, started kneeling because he talked to a, a veteran about a proper way to respect the flag and protests at the same time. Like right. he started right. sitting on the bench and then he consulted with a military veteran about like, what's a way I can do this respectfully to the flag that still gets my message out and the kneeling thing. So it's, it's never about the military. And from what I can tell, the military is exactly the same as the rest of the country and that veterans active service members are all just more or less kind of split the same way the rest yeah, of us are. Right, just exactly. like some of them just don't care. Some of them are perfectly fine with it and support it. And some of them hate it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't like this because I don't like forced patriotism. Yeah. And well, what this no, feels <laughs> like, like, yeah, is it really patriotism if it's forced? If you're demanding if you hide these protest. players get out there and stand for it, like that's not freedom, is it? No, no, like, that's not what the flag stands for. Is freedom? Like you're telling, like, like stand or else. That's not freedom. That's not really patriotism. That's, that's North Korea. Like, 
authoritarian nationalism. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. It's not going to make these players more patriotic to to find them for having thoughts or shunning them into the locker room to avoid the fines. Like it, right. this doesn't solve anything. It's just, it's just stupid. I would, I would be very surprised. I mean, because this is a total PR move about the money. I, I really would be surprised if we saw much. I mean, everyone's eyes, right, are going to be on the first fine that comes down because of this. I, I yep, would be. That's su- going to be a big thing. So yeah, yeah, but I'm not I sure if it's going to be a big fine. I hope Richard Sherman does it just for a maximum shit show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God. ESPN would explode. Imagine the shit show if Richard Sherman is the my, first person to like still come out and take a knee. My God. Like, yeah. Tom Brady should do it. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I would. I would actually love Tom Brady. Yeah. If he did that. that would be the ultimate fucking face I, turn. Is if he I came would, out with the Patriots and yeah. just they all took a knee. If they all just did that. And, oh my gosh. That would. That would make me love Tom Brady. I yeah. Would really. Tom Brady for everything he's ever done. Yep. If he did that. Yep. Because it would be. The best thing ever. It would be the ultimate. It's not going to happen. No, no, not in a million years. But maybe we can hope that this will all be solved next year with Bud Juicy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Bud Juicy will. Bud Juicy will know how to how to figure all that out. Bud Bud Juicy twenty twenty. Figure out how to how to bring us together again. Yes. I believe in Bud Juicy. Very very true. (sighs) That makes me feel better. Thank you. I feel yeah. No. I feel I feel cleansed. I feel hopeful. I mean, there's going to be a lot of shit on the internet about this. There already is. There's going to be a ton of it over the next few days because, well, I mean, this is, it's a topic that everyone's got big, strong opinions about and mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll fade away for a little while when the NFL goes away for a little bit and then it'll come back when the games start and we'll all have this fun again. Hooray. Yep. Look, look forward to, you know our podcast what like two or three months from now it'll be fun mm-hmm. it'll be like week one did you see the games no one's talking about the games everyone's talking about the protest yeah the fucking let's fun, do the this anger schedule. stuff again yep. i'm so excited for it uh, oh you have no idea like, I, I, hey so um not to switch gears yeah please switch even, gears please switch gears even something more ridiculous but um did you see the latest news about richie incognito oh god oh sure yeah let's just let's just just in the depressing the depressing block of the show yeah let's let's do it i did hear the news about somebody somebody please help richie incognito legit and legit like not a joke richie incognito needs help yeah he's he's broken or something something's up so in case you missed, like this is a pretty small story and it's obviously getting lost in all the crazy nonsense that was the uh, flag news today. Mm-hmm. But Richie Incognito had the cops called on him when he was at the gym because he was acting like a butthead at the gym well, and did you, harassing people. Did, did you see what he actually, like what the actual claim was? Because it, it's terrifying. The The person who called the cops said that richie incognito threw a fucking dumbbell at him yeah can you imagine having a dumbbell like even if it's five pounds can you imagine having a five pound dumbbell thrown at you by a man who looks like richie incognito jeez yeah oh my god he he threw a tennis ball at him Mm -hmm. and then threw the weight at him yeah and then he was he was spouting nonsense about the government and screaming at the dude to get off his playground. Mm-hmm. Just, ugh. Somebody help Richie. He, he wasn't... Rich, Richie needs help. He wasn't arrested, which I, you know, I, I don't know if that... Well, I guess it's a, it, it is a good thing because, you know, no, if he's having these mental problems, like, he needs help. So, yeah, officially he wasn't arrested, I don't think. He was placed on an involuntary psychiatric hold so that he could go through a mental health evaluation. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, hopefully... He needs. Yeah. Yeah. He, he... Oh, my goodness, Richie. None of this is new. I mean, I'm glad he's not playing. Well, he might. That's the thing. Oh, that's the Bills, right, yeah. Remo- the Bills uh, took him off the 
retired reserve list. So because he, because he, he is fake retired. Released, I forgot. So that. he can he can get a job, and since well, he he's still decent enough. He can yeah. probably he'll probably still get a gig unless he does end up in like a mental institution. But please don't pick him up. People. No, for Stop. him. I mean, for his sake, really. Like, yeah, like it's too far gone. He's clearly got mental issues whether they're just like straight mental issues or like mental issues that have been exacerbated by being an offensive lineman and hitting people every play yeah like he like he needs to not play football he needs to not be in football he needs help anyway um Hugh Jackson should be jumping into the lake this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's fun. That's a fun thing. He actually, like, it's it's like an event. It's a Cleveland event. And I'm very, very glad he's following through because we didn't think he'd do it. We were, like, no, sure he wasn't well, going to well, do it. he wasn't doing it. Everybody's been calling for him to do it since the season ended, uh-huh. and he hasn't done it. But it's supposedly, like, his doctor told him, like, wait till it warms up a little bit because you could have, like, medical issues, that sort of deal. But he's... Apparently, he's going to do it this weekend. He's Hugh Jackson said he would jump in to Lake Erie if he didn't improve upon the Browns' record from 2016. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did not. So everyone's like, come on, jump in the lake. Jump in the lake. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to do it. And it's going to be like for charity and stuff like that. And it'll probably be... Uh, really cool until he gets up there and then he shoves Deshaun Kaiser into the lake. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> because he's going to scapegoat him. He's going to sacrifice him to, to, to the lake and, uh, and you know, then the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl after, after the blood sacrifice to the lake god. Even though uh, Deshaun Kaiser isn't a Brown anymore. Right, yeah, no, gonna, he'll find him. It, yeah, he'll figure it out. Yes. He'll find a way to put him in the lake. It's like... Hugh Jackson never saw a bus he couldn't throw someone under. (laughs) Very good. Very, very good. Um, So did you see that there's this SB Nation piece that I I actually thought was pretty interesting because we're still fucking talking about the Marshawn Lynch play. Um, People are reconfiguring goal line offenses and by people i mean fans i mean this will never happen but apparently you the only time where you want to run it up the gut uh just against uh the goal line defensive front like you only want to try that on first down and just because of your matchups and every other time it's best to like have uh and like an 11 formation and have and like run outside the zone or like try a passing play just according to to statistics and you know and all that kind of shit which makes fucking poindexter nerds well that's the thing it makes me feel bad because i'm like no you run it with marshawn lynch right like you do that's what you do you trust marshawn lynch to get two yards i'm just i don't oh see here's here's the one thing about that like i when i originally saw that play i one laughed my ass off Mm -hmm. so hard Mm -hmm. because the bar was full of seahawks fans and it was just hilarious that that's exactly how that game ended but i've come around being like i don't think that was a bad play call right i don't even think it was terribly bad execution of the play call it was just an extremely smart heads up play by malcolm butler Mm -hmm. he of the benched patriots super bowl yes yeah, I mean, he. So, it was really quick. I'm, I'm thinking about it again. It was, like, really quick for him to jump that route. He came out of nowhere and, like... Like, he... That, that play happened that way because he knew the play was coming. He saw that play coming. Right. And, like, all the props to Malcolm Butler for that play. That was a great play by Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. I There was no guarantee Marshawn Lynch was getting into the end zone with the Seahawks O-line, which is which has been bad for years and was still bad at that point. Mm-hmm. And like a pass play there doesn't take much time off the clock if it fails. No. Yeah. Not at all. So I, I don't think it was that bad of a play call and I don't think they need to really recontextualize for nerds. Yeah. It's like, well, statistically, if you run through the C gap, <laughs> you're going to have the most success. 
Especially if your left tackle is having the three-point stance uh, two yards off of the ball. Oh, my God. It's, no, it's it's just going to depend on who's on the opposite side and who you got in the backfield. It's mm. it, it, that, that shit comes down to talent. True. If, true. if you got a bad offensive line, they got a good defensive line, you're probably not going to make it, and you're probably going to have to find a more creative way to get into the end zone. But if you've got a bruiser back there, like a Marshawn Lynch and a good enough O line, like you should just go up the middle. Or if the running game's been having success, like the, the, I think the bigger crime than Marshawn Lynch was actually the 49ers in the Super Bowl previous to that against the uh, Ravens, mm-hmm. where they the 49ers basically got down to like the three yard line. The Ravens had lost Haloti Nada for the game with an injury, yep. and they passed it three times. Yep. Like, why did they not run the ball once? No, no. Try it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think they ran it on first down, and he got, like, three yards. So he got, like, to the two. And, like, why would you not run Frank Gore again? Yeah. They they have... Their biggest run stuffer is out. Um, Their... Their receivers are mediocre. Frank Gore... not the best quarterback. Frank Gore is pretty much a Goron from The Legend of Zelda. You can just, just send him right in. <laughs> yeah, roll him up into a ball and, yeah, just do it. Uh, uh. There's so many good stories about teams not running in the Super Bowl and having mm-hmm. it bite them in the yes, ass. Yes, there's so fucking many. So, there's been so many stories in, like, the past year. It's just like, it's a passing league, and so many teams have kind of lost because they didn't appreciate their own running game. Yep, yep. That's very true. You could like it, do like a wide world of sports blooper reel of all of the heartbreaking moments. I mean, the Falcons did it last yeah. year. Um, a whole bunch, actually. Yeah, that was why they lost. Yeah, they didn't run the ball like once and well, just in the clock. second in the second half because they were they yeah. were up by so much and they were up on the on the strength of their of this Devonte Freeman uh, running game. Um, him and Tevin Coleman were absolutely fucking dominating and, you know, and that was opening up passing lanes and then they stopped, they just stopped running the ball and just started putting it up for grabs for Julio Jones and then no time came off the clock. That sucked. Woo. God, run the ball more, people. Run the ball That's why you got to draft Saquon Barkley number two overall. Yeah, yeah, yes, (laughs) yes, and never use... Uh, I'm so curious to see how this is going to go. Yeah, no, me too. I, I, We've talked about this before, but Saquon Barkley, I think, pound by pound, the best player in the draft. I think he does have what it takes to be a franchise player for the Giants if the Giants don't fuck it up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Giants fuck this one up. Yeah, it, it will be very interesting to see how the Giants fuck this one up. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't really have faith in the Giants. Speaking of ownership anymore. Speaking of teams not to have faith in, did you see this was like a smaller story that I almost missed, but I'm so glad I didn't. I just saw like the headline including Nick Foles and I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I'll like scan over it, whatever, nothing's happening." But he apparently got like the Browns were willing to trade what was it? The 25th overall pick, the 35th overall pick in this year's draft uh, to, to trade for Nick Foles, to have him be the starting quarterback and pay him like a lot of money a year. And, and Nick Foles instead decided to stay in Philadelphia because they, the, the Eagles didn't take the trade obviously, but they ran it by Nick Foles. I think to like out of respect for him, like, Hey, do you want to start on? Do you want to be a starter? Right? You're a starting caliber quarterback. Do you want to be a starter? And he was like, okay, sh- well, what what team? And they were like, well, it is the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, yeah, and now he's making like $500,000 a year as a backup on the on the Eagles. He, he took what was ostensibly probably what, like a $15 million pay cut. He, he refused a $15 million raise to not be a starter, not go to Cleveland, and not be on. I kind of love Nick Foles for this. Me too. Me too. It's 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 like, what am I ever going to do 
that's ever really going to top my previous season. Just going to ride out that hero wave in a city that already loves me. Yeah. Why would you ever What am I going to get if I go to Cleveland? I'm going to get beaten to hell. I was already contemplating retirement before last season. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be heaps of expectations. I'm probably not going to meet them. And then I'll be run out of town and I'll get more brain damage. I'll have to move and live in Cleveland for like a season at least. Like, yeah. Why would I do that when I just got settled in back here in Philadelphia? I'm a hero. There's no expectations on me to perform next year because the big guy's coming back. Yeah, Nick Foles is in a really sweet spot right now. He really, he absolutely is. Well, because the thing is, if he ever, I think he realizes that even if it wasn't the Browns, even if it was any other team, I think he would be very, well, not stupid, but if it were me, I probably would not take that trade specifically because I know that if I never leave Philadelphia, I will never have to pay for another beer in my life in Philadelphia. Like when Nick Foles retires, he could do whatever the hell he wants in Philly. Yep. Right. Like he, he can get a job anywhere. He like own every car dealership. Like I, like I, I, I seriously, think that he by winning the Super Bowl as a backup, right? And by doing what he did in the playoffs, I feel like he has given himself the ability to like when he retires, do that thing that you see in the retirement ads where like you're the 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 person's working but they're kind of not really working because it's been their it's their dream business or whatever, right? Yeah. Like what? So what do you think Nick Foles' dream business would be? Like his his cute little mom and pop, you know, shop that he's gonna he's gonna open up in in downtown Pennsylvania or downtown uh, Philadelphia. Nick Foles seems like a guy who just randomly knows how to knit. Nick Foles, more like knit Foles, am I right? Knit knit Foles. Yes. Like that'll be his 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 story. It'll be knit Foles, and it'll just be like. Various things that oh he's made. It's like it won't even be like a store. It'll be like a little booth. And yeah, like, like a little pop up shop. The bizarre, the, like the bizarre markets. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It'll just be like, and he'll make it for like babies and stuff because he's got a little kid. And maybe he'll make like a really big dick sock. Uh huh. Yes. Knit yes. Dick sock, like just for Nick Foles. Like Nick Foles is knit. knit dick socks. That's fucking <laughs> Nick Foles tuck. dick socks. Hey, uh. Like. Just cod pieces, like yeah, yep. yep. I, I that's what I think he's gonna do. If not, he should at least start selling it on Etsy. Because just look at him, like yeah, Nick Foles knits. Nick Foles, he's a knitter, artisanal, and nobody judges him for it because he's pretty good at it. Yeah, and he's he's done like little he's done like little sweaters for his teammates' children and stuff like that. Aw, I'm sure he does. Some, he has some probably like Eagles branded cross stitch patterns that he could sell. Like if you want to learn to knit or cross stitch or get started, right? Sell some of those. Have a little like fly Eagles fly, maybe a big dick Nick deal there. Mm-hmm. Uh I want that to be real. Hey, hey, Nick Foles, if you're listening to this podcast, we know you like knitting. Follow your bliss. Fo- follow what's important to you. Especially yeah. now that you'll have some free time that you're not, like, back in the starting lineup. Yeah, can you, you – oh, my God. Can you imagine how how refreshing that'll be to, like, win a Super Bowl and then not be the starter? Yeah, that – that's kind of unprecedented. Just be like, yeah, I won the Super Bowl, and now I can just kind of sit on the side and get paid. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not retired. I'm still doing what I love, but it is, there is, at least for now, very little pressure, right? I may have to start the first couple weeks if Carson Wentz doesn't make it back or they don't feel like trotting him out, but, like... Who cares if he's not even great? No, like, yeah, he just I won the team a Super Bowl. He's he's legend. He is he is he is going to be a Philadelphia. I really feel like there's very like he could get traded to the Patriots and and beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I still think that he would be a Philadelphia hero until the day he dies. I like I I really yeah. don't think that there is anything he could do to to ruin that. 
I mean, Carson Wentz it's, too, I think. Like that, that it, kind of what's, tag what's team. What's really funny is that Carson Wentz might be a franchise quarterback for like the next 10 years. Uh-huh. And if he never really wins a Super Bowl, Oof. like Nick Foles is going to be remembered yeah, more. Yeah, who are they going to remember? That's right. That's right. They're going to remember Nick Foles. Nick Foles, Nick Foles has earned his place on like the Philadelphia sports walk of fame. He is yep. he is legend. And no one no one believed him in him either. Like we were we were both talking about this during their run uh up to up to the Super Bowl last year. Everyone was because like, he hadn't been good since that one season yeah, multiple years ago. Yeah, he had been okay or or like mediocre or a little bit worse than mediocre. But and everyone was like despite the fact that he had put together what like a couple games before the playoffs, right? And then, and then, you know, all of the playoff games, everyone was still waiting for the other shoe to drop, even during the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And we were talking about, like, what else do you need? Like, we, I think we asked each other the question because neither of us wanted to believe it either. Like, what do you need? What would Nick Foles have to do to prove to you that he's good, right? And I don't think. Like I remember, I I couldn't really come up with much. I thought he was there, but like, I I, I, think I he did exactly what he needed to do to prove to people he was good. Yeah, I guess win the Super Bowl, right? You, the best way to prove that you can win, win the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl is and, winning the and, Super Bowl. And like Brady's basically on the back of his own play. Yeah, like it wasn't the defense that won nope. that Super Bowl. That's nope. for damn sure. Nope, nope, not at all. No, he. Uh... Can we Sam. just can we redo the can we redo the the 2018 playoffs? Can we just redo them again over the summer, please? I I don't no no okay I, no I don't want to watch the Eagles again. Oh oh that's okay that's fair that's fair that's fair. And I also don't want to watch the Patriots just walk through the AFC again. Yeah oh yeah I can't watch I can't watch that Jaguars game. It was oh man we. I had a friend who's a Jaguars fan in town a few weeks ago, and we went to the bar to watch the Capitals and uh, Penguins game at the time. Mm -hmm. And on the TV, like next to the main TV with the hockey game on, they were replaying the AFC championship. And my friend was just sad. (laughs) Yeah. She was very sad. It's it's every year, man. I I'm I'm waiting for it to be, and it seems like the AFC is getting stronger little by little, and the Patriots are faltering little by little, right? Like but I not feel like enough. No, no, it's not enough. Of course, it's not enough. I I just feel like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel quite yet, but like maybe if you had binoculars, you could, right? You you mm-hmm. you you can. You are far enough through the tunnel or close enough to the end that you can kind of see that you're you... not in the darkest part of the tunnel. Right, anymore. exactly. You can see some ambient light, which might mean that you might be able to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. Uh, I, want to, I want to take things back into annoying anger territory. For yes, yes, probably please. Probably our last please. 10 minutes. Yeah. And uh, like, I'm sure you read this because you read Deadspin. I read uh-huh. Deadspin. But yesterday, uh, kind of almost out of the blue, they did a piece on PFT Commenter. Yep. Our our old friend. Our old KSK guy. With at KSK and have even had on this podcast back in like, the early ones when we weren't hack frauds. Yep. So like eight, I think it's like episode eight or something like that. Was was our PFTC yeah, we had one PFT yep. on there, and then basically Deadspin decided to do a piece and like they didn't really dox him, but they more or less mainstream doxed him. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing. Like everyone's saying that like he got doxed, he got doxed. He's been like there were. Like people have found out his real name, yeah, uh, a while ago. Like obviously, you and me, we knew his real name years. Yeah, ago. yeah, but like but their pictures we, we of him, we weren't saying it because yeah. honestly, I agree with him that it, it like his whole character works better when you don't when it's know, funnier. Like his real name, like it it keeps the magic going when you kind of forget about the dude behind it. Mm-hmm. It's but I I read that piece and I was just kind of annoyed. Because it just felt kind of petty. 
Well, I see. I don't. I don't necessarily agree, and and only only because the person who wrote it had such Laura oh. Wagner. Laura who, Wagner has all reason in the world to hate Barstool. Yeah, well, like, I, not I just her. Everyone her should hate Barstool. Barstool. I the point of the piece to me wasn't like really like oh, I'm tearing down PFT commenter who you know full disclosure like we we both met the guy I think he's a great dude and I you know I honestly I think. I, like I don't want to get into his head too yeah, much. Full disclosure: We obviously we worked yeah. with him. I I wrote I did the cover for his his book. I also did the cover for his second book, which was mm-hmm. never released because mm-hmm. it uh, was a jokey about Aaron Hernandez's trial, and that, and before it came out, that's when the Aaron Hernandez ending happened. Yes, so it became not funny, tasteless, but yeah, actually but tasteless. Actually tasteless, tasteless. And so that book never came out. So very few people have actually seen the cover work I did for that, which I was very proud of mm. and very sad it didn't get to be used. But yes, we both knew PFT comment. I, I think that the that the article was more the what it focused on for most of it was the fact that having this guy PFTC who is by all accounts a a, a good person well, PFTC is not a good person, right? But, no, um, but, but the 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 guy the behind Eric it, is, yeah, the character, the, yeah. the character, right? The character is a bad person created by a good person, rel- like relatively harmless, putting up a mirror to, um, you know, to the worst parts of sports fans of like white male hetero like cisgendered sports fans, which is great and something that's necessary. However. The, the analogy that uh, Laura makes about having it about it appearing something akin to uh, Stephen Colbert doing the Colbert report on Fox News, I think that's really valid. I think that's a very good point. Like See, the problem I had with that point is that people have been making that point since he first went there. Well, right, right, but but also you get you get these profiles that are fawning over him like that also like the fact that he is a good person and the and the fact that the character is funny and a really good idea and popular gives credence and helps promote barstool sports which is a dog shit organization right and and i think that the the crux and the hard part of the article is that it's tough like you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware that your fandom and and support of PFT commenter supports the president of Barstool Sports, who is like a turd. who is He's a like turd. The He's, biggest turd. He he does sexual harassment like on Twitter. He, he he's a giant piece of shit. Yeah, the, the yeah. CEO of Barstool. I think Dave Portnoy. Yeah, Dave Portnoy. Is. Yeah. He's a giant piece of shit. Like he's and, bringing bad. He's bringing a bad name to the name Dave. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Very true. So, like that's that's the thing, I, and I, I think that it's not meant to be like. I I really didn't read it as a takedown. I read it as like a you know, no one is really making this connection right between PFT commenter and barstool sports and and really kind of thinking about it, like I. When I try and put myself into the the shoes of of you know either Laura or or of you know PFT commenter himself, like I feel like it's got to be super tough, right? They I, they have to be paying him like a lot of money, right? Yeah, like I like he's I, he's the breadwinner at Barstool, like he's the biggest thing at Barstool, mm-hmm. him and Big Cat, like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like my dream scenario is him and Big Cat break off from Barstool and just take part in my take into their own thing. Yeah. Because I think they could do it. Yeah, I don't think they need I mean, I don't think they need Barstool. I can't speak for Big Big Cat. I don't know all that much about him other than he seems fun. I don't know. But but yeah, I like I I, I don't know. I mean I I I, I I read the. This article. is the problem. I like. We've both personally kind of wrestled with, more or less, like since he joined Barstool, and yeah. even when he he first announced he was joined to us, like the KSK like email thread at the time, like we were all just like, oh, I, I guess good luck with that man. He's just like, yeah, I know, like, but uh, like 
SB Nation was winding down. Like they mm-hmm. they offered me like a, a good good job. So like we didn't begrudge him that, and obviously no. it, it was a great career and, move. And, for well, him. yeah, and to be fair, like he this is all we are. Like he never told us any of this, right? Like we're 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 speaking as like people who are kind of. Uh, extrapolating based on what we think about his character, right? Having met him and worked with him, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he, he he never, like, sent us an email being like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is how I feel about Barstool, right? Like, none of that ever happened. It's just, like, I think that, I think that there is a validity to, to kind of making people face that about, about PFT commenter, right? I think that yeah. there is I think there is a value there. And I I'm sure I am sure uh PFTC struggles with it too. You know? I I I think it's gotta be tough. Again, I like this is all just me trying to put myself into his head, right? But mm-hmm. I you know just from what we know from our interactions with him. Yeah. I mean if you read his he he did a little response to uh to the article and it was it was jokey and level-headed and it was like you know don't i i mean the 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 most intense thing he said was like don't give deadspin the clicks and but but that was followed right up with like don't be a dick don't harass laura yeah Yeah, don't don't harass laura because she did a good job well she didn't say she did a good job on the piece but like don't harass laura because that would prove her point and it would right like mm-hmm. yeah uh anyway I, that that's my that's my point and I, I i get that you're like it's annoying and it's and it's well well trodden ground and it seems weird but i also i mean i also think that these kinds of things especially in the sports media world are very important to to be aware of right if we want to if we want to be inclusive well, I, I think that the, this one small thing i had kind of an issue with was like a lot of people were just like it go, kind of goes back to the point where he was it was kind of like doing the fox like the Stephen Colbert bit for Fox News for people who don't get it kind of thing people who are ironically on his part and I I feel like there was a lot of people on team deadspin and I'm team deadspin I I much prefer deadspin I don't like barstool yeah, but I yeah. feel like it was doing a little bit too much disservice to people who read barstool cuz I don't think they're all just dumb macho bro nuts. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of normal, regular people who just like the content, some of the content there. And like a lot of like the critique was just painting them all as dumb chuds. Like it's, and I, that, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because I know several Fair. people who like it. And like, while I don't agree with them that I think the site is good. They're not bad people. And I don't really think lesser of them for enjoying some of that humor. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. The problem, the problem is the people at the top are pieces of shit. I just saw. I, I went to Laura Wagner's uh, Twitter feed, and I just saw. Um, I'm sure that place is a mess. Right oh, now. it is. It is. But there was a very funny tweet from uh, Samara Kalaf. I'm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sure I'm not. Uh, another Deadspin writer who said, uh, "Publishing Eric Sollenberger's name is not doxing. It's actually a high-level form of satire as part of the popular character known as Deadspin. It's obvious to anyone familiar with the site, so you can't be mad because that would be double jeopardy." It's a very good tweet. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like that tweet a lot. I guess that's it for this week. Not not a not a happy week. No, I would say. no. A very schizophrenic week. We 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 went a little bit all over the we, place. We like being happy, but yeah. sometimes things just aren't happy. Sometimes things are bad. But in those bad times, you can just try and remember Bud Juicy. Yes, Bud Juicy. Bud Juicy. The when things are bad, just remember Bud Juicy and you'll know things are going to be okay. <sighs> Sam. Yes. You can Give me that juicy. I'll give you the I'll give you that juicy. I'll give you that juicy juicy. Uh, my name's Sam. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, and on Instagram and Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? 
I am Draw Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Draw Play Dave, on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic, on Patreon and on Instagram, and of course on thedrawplay.com. Thank you for listening. Please praise be to Bud Juicy, and we'll see you next week. Have a good Memorial Week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>